Yo, I'm Taj, and I'm here to say that Get Real is the way. Today is the amazing race. Talking Big Brother is a disgrace. Whoa, funky, funky, fresh, yo. Welcome to the Get Real podcast. Show our girls and Taj. Taj, that was... Reality TV shows. (laughs) Taj, I feel like I I have an intro, but it's reaction based, so I can't (laughs) tell you guys what it is. I took after Vanilla Ice. My reaction is I feel (laughs) my favorite rapper. My reaction is I feel like I just watched like a PBS um, (laughs) kids special where the white boy tries to rap. Well, that's exactly what this is. is. My reaction is Garrett probably feels really dumb for rejecting my intro idea. No, right, I cool. still feel better. Actually, let's just get yeah, let's go with it. We'll let's rewind. do a double intro. Yeah, like rewind this double, double in- episode. Double episode, yeah. Today. We haven't even talked about okay. what we're talking about. <laughs> That's okay, okay, give it a beat. I mentioned we'll do it after it the after the first intro. After the first intro. I mentioned it. Second intro, I mean. Okay. Second intro. Here we go. We're zigging. We're zagging. We're going up, down, left, right. What shape are we forming? A V? No, we're doing it again. It's a W turn because we're talking about the amazing race here on Get Real with Garrett Elson Taj, where we talk about all things reality TV. You know, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Taj's intro was cringe, but it made me feel something. Elsa's intro was, you know, uh, it was it served a utility. That's what I'll say. Maybe I should do another rap. A no, no, I, I think we Just should. Say it was a double utility. It was a double utility, yeah. Um, Ugh, I would do anything to never have to hear Taj rap again. Wow. You, you're hating on Taji Funky Fresh. I mean, you could have oh rapped. Oh my God. Taji Funky Fresh. T A to the double J. Next time oh. we start the podcast, we shall say. This is a Get Real podcast where Garrett, Elsa, and Taji, Taji Funky, Funky Fresh, Fresh yeah. talk about all things reality TV. And we're here to bust a move and talk about reality TV. I just feel like you're <laughs> you're you're hitting on all these like hip hop stereotypes from the '90s that are so dated. That's Can that's I... the point. Okay, okay. This is making that's me the think... character. That's the that's character. the character. Taji <laughs> Funky Fresh. Are you wearing Jenko jeans and like you have frosted tips? Is that the the vibe I'm looking for? And like like everything that mc hammer wears like the huge baggy yeah that's what jenko jeans are look up jenko jeans jnko i want to bring up a theory about the personality that taj has captured here on the podcast Mm -hmm. um we have said a lot of times it's like early like 2012 is taj's energy but i want to bring up a more specific persona which is Taj is just Mitchell Musso. Oh no. Oh no 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 no. Like Lily? like am I right? Like <laughs> like, like beginning you know of Panama like beginning of Hannah Montana Mitchell Musso. I mean, I feel like it must have been very formative on Taj. He was born um around then when Hannah Montana started. He probably walked out of his eggshell and imprinted upon Mitchell Musso right away. Well, can I just say Can I just <laughs> like say like a baby I, duck? I enjoyed him more in Pair of Kings, the underrated oh, show. Agreed. That show was great. Okay. So it okay. I, I that was Disney XD though. Yeah. I have something to. I was about to say, 
I am too old, that we are too old for Pair of Kings, but I'm now being informed that we are not too old for Pair of Kings, Garrett? No, I watched it. Not very long, but I watched at least maybe a season of it. I liked it. I feel like Pair of Kings was past my time. I feel like it was at the end of our our Disney days. Didn't Mitchell Musso get a DUI so he got recast in that show? I have no idea. I think you're right. Um, But we're talking about not a Pair of Kings... A pair of episodes from the Amazing Race. Of pairs. Oh, that was a good one. They, of pairs. There a we go. A pair of episode about pairs. I eat pears and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Rick yeah. Ross. What? Anybody? No. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, oh, there we go. Before but... we get into um, the Amazing Race, I do have one yes. more thing to add about Mitchell okay. Musso, um, because he was in the prolific horror film The Sand, I believe it's called. <laughs> Um, the, uh, Anakin's that. worst fear. Yes, it's Anakin it's a 2015 uh, hour and a half long horror film about deadly sand, and it is worth the watch. May I like, say? You seen quicksand. it? Oh yes, I have seen it. No, it is not like quicksand. Um, basically, it seems as though the sand is alive, and if you touch the sand, it will eat you and rip off your limbs. Um, it is a horrible movie. It is very bad. But I like campy, like, B-movie horror. Like, that is a very good genre for me. So I would highly recommend watching The Sand with Mitchell Musso. It is perfectly stupid enough while also being perfectly short enough that you will enjoy it, and then you'll be done, and you'll move on with your day. So let's talk about The Amazing Race, though, because <laughs> who cares about The Sand? Um, episode 10 is a, a leg that takes place... Whoa, 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 whoa. Garrett. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What you skipped? We you didn't skipped. ask the age-old question. Oh, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. The question you say at a bar to a beautiful young person. You know, up what there. question would that be? Oh, I love that you said person. I, I was gonna tonight? say lady, but then I felt like I, you had been. Like, I had a dream ah. that we got really Fine. popular, and somebody made us a song that we would play. I would love if we have an intro song. That. It'd be so cute. I bet it would be like. Yo, I'm Taj, and I'm here to say. No. Oh, you want like a. Is the, oh, yeah. you want like a what are we drinking jingle? Yeah, like it oh, wasn't like that. a. It I wasn't like that. a get real intro. It was like a what are we drinking jingle. I would love that. Be so cute. That would be that would be nice. Um, I'm drinking a delish. I've never had one of these before, but I really like it. It is a polar, 100% natural seltzer, calorie free, in orange vanilla flavor. Um, it has a little polar bear logo all over the place. My mom buys it, and it's very good. Actually, that sounds shouts, really shouts good. out to Heather. It's really good. I love. I shouts love a out nice to Heather. Zero cal. It's like creamsicle sparkling water. It's very good. Oh, that sounds awesome. Elsa, what about you? Um, I am cracking open Red Bull. Ooh, she's did you hyper. like that little AMS ASMR moment? AM, AMRS, yeah. Uh, oh. the, that arms moment. <laughs> No, ARMS. I said AMRS. Well, yeah, but then I changed it to make it funnier. Oh, oh, editing. Gotcha. What? So you, <laughs> so you see, it just turns out <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just um, really funny. So you see, not... I want to know what Taj is drinking. Yeah, what well, is Taj drinking? My name is Taj, and I don't oh, get God. paid. No. Today I'm drinking a purple Gatorade. Is it actually purple this time? No, but it's the flavor is grape. But Ugh, it's like so you lied again. Blue. It's blue. It's literally blue. 
This okay. thing for the listeners, this looks like blue raspberry flavored, but he's telling us it's grape. And I just think that sounds like a lie. And he's just really, he's really um, digging his heels in on the whole grape being the better okay. flavor thing. After this, I will send the picture. We'll tweet it. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll send it in the chat and then we'll tweet it out. And then we'll tweet it to our like five a, followers. Everyone who look um, like a we fool. have twenty three, I believe. Do we really? But three of them are us, so we have twenty. <laughs> um let's talk about the amazing race though because i am excited to talk about these two episodes because this is you know kind of the downfall the breakdown of the mind five and the the rise of the final three um so the first the episode the yeah the rise of the final three the first episode um the teams all board the same flight and they fly to cm reap cambodia uh and the first task that they have to do is find a tuk-tuk that has the Travelocity Roaming Gnome. Yeah, the gnome episode! Can I just say, I did not like this episode that much. I thought it was not that... I didn't like it that much. I'd lost a lot of my interest in the episode. Um, I like the tasks. I don't think the episode itself delivered entertaining entertainment-wise. I, I like... Um, we'll get into it, but I like how they spent a lot of the episode like on boats doing tasks that were like in the middle of the water. That was kind of cool to me. Yeah. Um, and then I liked the roadblock because it was frustrating, which is always something I enjoy to watch. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into it. You know, there's lots to talk about. So uh, the teams get their clue. Riley and Madison pull an early lead. Uh, and the, there's a plan we hear in place, sort of. So um, between Will, James, uh, Hung and Chi, and Riley and Madison – they are the final three alliance, and their plan is to U-turn Gary and D'Angelo on this leg. Uh, they want to get the football players out of the race because they feel like they're their biggest competition. And they're annoying as frick. No, <laughs> yeah. I love them. They're annoying as frick. I'm just going to say um, they are. I like them. I don't like how the episode ends for them, but we'll definitely get into that. Um so they get their clue and their gnome, which of course, if you're unfamiliar with the Amazing Race, there's almost always, or at least in the you know the modern season, there's always a a leg where they have to carry around the Travelocity roaming gnome with them for the entire leg. And I gotta say, I was disappointed by the the gnome episode. Um, yeah, I don't know what you guys have seen in the past, but typically the gnome is much more involved in like the tasks somehow. That's what I was thinking, like. I think that's another reason I didn't really like it is the gnome just felt like just something there. Yeah. yeah. And like he only had like one use, which was in one of the later tasks. Mm-hmm. I was expecting to see a lot more gnome action. Yeah. He, I like when the gnomes are incorporated into the challenges and when there's like a chance of them forgetting their gnome or losing their gnome or, or something like that, that would result in, you know, penalties and, and chaos and drama. Um, one of the best gnome tasks I can think of was, I believe, from season 30. And they were in, I want to say Morocco. Um, and they were kind of like doing a uh, like spy movie uh, roadblock where, you know, like in a lot of spy movies that are have a scene in like northern Africa, you'll see them like running across the rooftops 
You know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like kind of trope. So they thought that they were going to be the ones like ziplining from rooftop to rooftop, jumping around when they started the roadblock. But it turns out that the gnome would be the one ziplining from rooftop to rooftop. And they had to then run around the city to find where their gnome ziplined off to. It was very fun to watch, very funny. Um, and the gnomes were, you know, ziplining from roof to roof in the city of like, I think they were in Fez or something like that, Morocco. I like but that. That's it was a fun. fun. That's yeah. a fun challenge. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, it was really funny. I don't know. I just I thought the gnome was underutilized this season, and that's a disappointment. Um, yeah, agreed. So they get their info, and they are supposed to go to the pier called uh, Chong Neas Pier. Uh, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that second word. Uh, and it looks like pretty much everyone is kind of in the same spot. Uh, briefly, you know, um, Eshwar and Aparna are behind, but they kind of catch up. We'll get to why. So they are told to travel by boat to a floating Buddhist temple where they will donate uh, a basket of goods that they found with the gnome uh, in exchange for their next clue. Um, what did you guys think of this little segment? This is when the, the brothers got totally held up, right? Yeah, so like right before they get to the clue, Riley and Madison, who I believe were in the lead, their boat mm -hmm. breaks down. Uh, and a couple teams passed them, specifically Will and James and um, Hung and Chi passed the Bearded Bros. That, um, it, I feel like that moment, I, like it wasn't, I feel like it almost wasn't emphasized enough. Like it was a big part of that section of the episode, mm -hmm. but but when you're thinking about it in the grand scheme of the the whole episode, and this is kind of like jumping ahead a little bit, but um, like because they were held up like that, I think is the reason that, um, honestly, the reason that Eshra and Aparna went home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think if you look at like the. Oh, that's fair, actually. I didn't even think about that. If, if Riley and Madison had been faster, they probably would have been able to U-turn Gary and D'Angelo earlier. And it's hard to say, and though, because Gary and D'Angelo were still early to finish the task. Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard to say. But in general, I think that um, you're right, that the boat should have been emphasized more. Yeah. Um, when you get to the floating Buddhist temple, I thought this was interesting because you don't see things like this that often that seemed to, it kind of took up a big chunk of time because teams started to like collect at the temple did you notice that yeah because they just like the the dentist thing from the previous episode it was just like one deal mm -hmm. like only one team could do it at a time so if you got there second or third then you had to wait for all the teams that got there before you yeah, a lot of the teams would collect at the temple, and I just thought it was an interesting way of like stalling the teams, and they all kind of caught up before they got to the detour, including Eshwar and Aparna, even though they were behind from the get-go. Um, so this when was opened... just a rough episode for them. Oh, yeah. yeah they just definitely. got the short end of the stick for sure. Yeah, I don't really? even feel like they really lost on their own merit. I mean, they kind of did, but they were... Weren't they ahead of Will and James and Hung and Chi? Or what am I wrong? I don't... Like, I believe that they... I could be wrong, but I believe that they ended up at the U-turn board before 
the farm people, but I don't know exactly. I I think you, I, re- I, might be I, rem- right. I remember that. Yes, yes. They might have I'm passed right. each other, but I remember that. I remember Hung and Chi saying like they weren't here when we left. Yeah, well, let's um let's break down the Digi tour really quick, and then we can get into this. So the uh, two tasks are fish or farm. So in fish, the teams have to haul in like a big long fishing net that's like what was it like a mile or something or oh it's a half mile more than long. half a mile long um, thirty and then get thirty pounds of fish. But you, mm-hmm. Don't you also have to be really precise in how you and your teammate yeah. pull it in because it can get all messed up. Yeah, so you you're basically pulling in this like big net over this like kind of um, cylinder thing. I had no idea how that thing worked. Neither did I. I did not understand how the fish were then caught if that yeah. makes any sense i don't understand because i just didn't get it like what how do the fish get trapped in that it was like flat i don't i just don't understand yeah i know well, i i think i understand how the fish get i just maybe it's like maybe it's like part of the net is connected to something else and so it's just like pulling in the top of the net which is like picking up fish mm-hmm. i'm gonna google it it's something yeah i mean how does fishing work well that's and then... not gonna come up with the right thing but okay <laughs> Fishing is the activity of okay, trying okay, to okay, catch okay, okay. fish. In farm, the teams have to mix soil and then plant um, all of the uh, like vegetables and plants and stuff that went along with it. And they also plant seeds. And this is something we didn't talk about because the way they tried to incorporate the gnome in the detour was so stupid. I thought this was so stupid. It was just like the gnome's got something in his pocket. Yeah. So yeah. depending on which detour you went to, I mean, I think the gnome probably had both things in its pocket, but you had to pull it out. So if you went to the fish detour, you had to pull out the um, needle for the scale from the gnome's little satchel. And then if you were at the farm detour, you had to pull out these special seeds and plant them. And I just I just felt like this was like a really stupid way of incorporating the gnome like it felt like product placement like we just need to talk about travelocity basically yeah yeah, yeah definitely it, it did instead like instead of it being like a sponsored challenge mm-hmm. which you know it's go whatever every show has that survivor always has that but this this was more of like more of the sponsor you know it's like mm-hmm. you have the gnome here like travelocity's favorite gnome which has your special item it's not yeah. like how about you put this gnome through the fishing equipment and catch a gnome or like, you know, it's like stuff like that. Like kind of like what we mentioned about the, the zip lining thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I even, oh, even would have thought it, I, oh, I'm sorry. I would oh, have thought it was funnier, even be funnier if they were just like, the gnome needs a garden, plant this for the gnome. Oh, you <laughs> want them to go even stupider. The gnome I, is hungry. He wants fish for lunch. Yeah, that, I, that's, because, that works. Like, because I just, I first, because it, I feel like that gives the gnome even less things to do, but I also feel like instead of it being like that stupid product placement, it's at least mm-hmm. like that's kind of funny that they're doing that. 
Okay, I had an idea just now. And let me know what you think about this for a task in the future, okay? So they get the gnome at the beginning of the episode, and then just like this episode, they do the detour first and the roadblock second. I think that's key, okay? So they have this gnome with them the whole time. And then if you look at the gnome, though, maybe like on his jacket or something, like around the waist or something like that, there's like a, a pattern, like some kind of symbol pattern that when you get to the roadblock, you then have to put those symbols in the same order that they are in the gnome, but it never tells you that the symbols come from the gnome. So it's just like, are you paying attention? Are you looking at the gnome? Um, which is very similar to a, a task that we'll get to in the next leg. Um, I think it'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. I would love a... to see... Okay. A Amazing Race, if you are listening to this, please make a challenge where instead of a little like garden gnome someone is dressed up as the travelocity gnome and the teams just have to chase it and then and catch okay. him the Let first person to concuss the gnome uh gets if, the if you can the first person to tackle the gnome wins the leg or it would even be better if it was like gnome hide and go seek it's like there's a bunch of gnomes scattered hide around and, hide and gnome seek okay what if yeah, it's this? go find the gnomes they're in pamplona in spain i don't know what that is okay where they do the running of the bulls except it's the running of the gnomes and all these gnomes are running down the road and you have to find the right gnome before it crosses the finish line and if you don't find it you have to do it again you i just like keep it. running so like, with like a so pack you're of like gnomes. running with the gnomes yeah, like a oh, huge pack of gnomes so running down the. You have to run the race, and before the race ends, you have to find the right gnome, and you don't know what the right gnome is. Like one of them just has something different, maybe, right? Like all the gnomes look the same, except for one has a different belt buckle or something stupid like that, right? Find the right gnome. If you don't find it, you have to run the race again, and you just oh, keep doing it until you find I it. I would love that. I would love that too. I, like I would that. love so to fun. watch that. Okay, I okay, let it. me escalate this one more. It's that, except instead of people dressed as gnomes, it's, you know how they have- Bulls the, dressed as gnomes? No, 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 because no, they do the running of the bulls, but did you know they also do the running of the bull dogs? They do the running of no. a lot of animals. But they, so they do, but in that, I'm pretty bulldogs, sure though. in that town, they do the running of the bulldogs because oh, it is a joke town? and that is- I, Yeah, in like the same town, they do the running of the bulldogs. Hmm, I'm pretty sure. That. So instead of so instead of people dressed as gnomes, it's dogs dressed as gnomes, or oh. like, or like the travelocity gnome on dogs. I'll but go you know, even further than that. What if you have to meet a nice gnome person at a bar or a restaurant, and then you have to buy them a drink and take them out, and then you have to build a really strong relational connection to this gnome long enough to where eventually you feel comfortable settling in together and then eventually when the time comes you can prop the question to the gnome and then after a few years of job struggles and you're finally able to make a good pay you have a child with the gnome and then once you have the child the child comes out with the card maybe they did that as the finale for this season and that's why it took so long for this oh, yeah, season yeah, yeah. to come out probably they it's had like to wait a, the nine that's, months that's probably then... it it's yeah. a total of like a 10-year stint. Ten year I'm imagining long. these gnome costumes like the inflatable T-Rex costumes. <laughs> like that's how I'm picturing these gnomes running down the street. They look like those T-Rexes. It is. Have you ever actually worn one of those and put no. them on? No, no I don't want to. 
<laughs> I my mom got my family ones because of course she did. Mm-hmm. And but they're all unicorns. Those things are so hard to run in. I bet. That's why it'd be funny. Yeah. And and they're quite loud. Yeah, I mean it's just like that plastic sheeting or whatever. It's like <laughs> you're wearing time... a hazmat suit, like one of those, you know. But inflatable. But inflatable. An inflatable hazmat suit. I mean, it kind of is because it's like when you're wearing it, it it's made to be airtight so that it can be inflated. Makes sense. Well, we just went off, so let's. No, let's we're good. <laughs> Let's look at us go. Continue on. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything from the farm or the fish detour that you want to talk about? I, I thought it was funny that so when they got their, what is whatever it's called like clue or detour card. Mm-hmm. Um. Hung and Chi were like, let's go. We'll go to fishing. Like, that sounds easier. It sounds <laughs> yeah. quicker. Yeah, I think it did end up being quicker. It like definitely both, did. Yeah. Both definitely teams did. that did the fishing finished way before the two teams that did the gardening. But but uh, somehow they just ended up at the gardening one. And they were just like, that's fine. We'll just garden. <laughs> that happens a lot. Like, I've, I've a lot of times teams will, like, go to a detour and then end up at the wrong one and they're like well we're here let's just do it um i know i but i i think i found it especially funny because because of how hung was talking about it she was like my like i have a garden or my mom has this garden and so i grew up gardening and i know what all of these plants are and i know how to plant them correctly and blah 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 and it's like, well, then why didn't you just pick this one originally if you clearly have, like, yeah. way more expertise in this subject? That's a good point. Yeah, I know. She was, like, going off. She's like, get the green onions. Yeah, yeah she kept being, like, it's just, she was just like, it's so good we picked this one. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like. She didn't pick it. Yeah, You didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that Will had a funny quote in this recap I'm reading highlights it but I remember this he was talking about how he was like when I was in middle school I actually had my own garden and then I got busy and it died but I do enjoy a plant yeah <laughs> that was funny um so like setting aside the knowledge you have now which detour would you have picked because I think I actually would have picked the gardening one I for sure um, would have picked the gardening if, over the fishing I think I would have done the fishing one if if I had read half mile I would have yeah, been so... Yeah, it just so, sounds like a lot. That sounds like yeah. so much. I I think I would do the fishing one because it seems like you can do it more at your own pace, whereas, like, the plant one seems to be more, like, precise, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just rush, like, dump the plants in the soil. Um, So when they... The first people to finish the fish task are Riley and Madison, and they're followed closely by Gary and D'Angelo. Uh, and they're told in their route info that there's a double U-turn ahead. So they have to head to the, uh, is there a boat that they go to? I forget. They go somewhere. I think it's, I yeah. think they're all boats. They go to like some boat thing uh, where the, the uh, U-turn the board house. is. Uh, and something really interesting happens. And I would say, I think this has happened in seasons before, but it, it is interesting strategically. And I think there's a lot to talk about here. So Gary and D'Angelo actually find the, uh, U-turn board first, right? By like 10 seconds. Yeah. 
And Not so even. they somehow are they okay, so they they U turn Eshwar and Aparna because they at that point know that they're the only team behind them f- for sure, which is weird considering the Beard Bros are right there. You could just U turn the Beard Bros. Um, but then of course the Beard Bros would have U turned someone else. Um so instead the Gary and D'Angelo U turn Eshwar and Aparna, and so then uh, Riley and Madison decide to, as they call it, burn the board by U-turning um, Gary and D'Angelo, who have already passed the checkpoint and therefore cannot be U-turned. So they basically wasted the spot of the U-turn. Uh, and I got to say, I really hated this. I didn't hate it because it was helping their alliance. Okay, well, no. Like, like a, from, a, from a strategic standpoint, I understand, but that just, like, completely kills the purpose of that. Exactly. That. It's not that it's it's like Riley and Madison. If I was in their position, I would do the exact same thing. They're basically breaking the game. Like they're yeah um, going outside like how the game is supposed to be played, but not breaking any rules. And that's like you know how Survivor has always evolved, how Big Brother has evolved, and this is the evolution of the Amazing Race. This season is this alliance like you really working together more than I've ever seen teams work together. Um, but to me, this is like a fundamental problem with the U-turn. Um, because I don't hate the idea of like, because, okay, let me explain my thought process. At first, my first gut reaction is like, you shouldn't be able to U-turn anyone who's ahead of you, but how do you know who's ahead of you, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we've had situations before where someone, you know, is the first team U-turned and then they think someone is behind them, but they're not. And then they U-turn them. So then they messed up. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's entertaining, but I don't think that you should, where I've landed is, I don't think you should be able to U-turn the person on the board that did the first U-turn. Does that make sense? Like what they just did with the beard Which, Because it's yeah. so it's so easy and it's so obvious, like it makes the most sense because it's like they are confirmed to be ahead of you and you're now just wasting this spot. Like it's you are not letting anyone use it. Because how different would the round have been if Eshwar and Aparna had pulled up with one empty U-turn spot? They could have U-turned Hung and Chi or Will and James. And we don't know how the round ends then. I yeah. I to say I agree. It's much more dramatic. I definitely like changed my opinion and agreed with something we talked about, I think like an episode or two ago, where I don't think someone should be able to get U-turned twice in, like, the same leg. Oh, yeah, that was – I was talking about the yield and the, the mega yield. leg. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yield or whatever. About the, the like, sisters. The blondies, yeah. I don't think – I don't think that's fair. But this one I didn't have a problem with because I feel like it's a very rare thing, too. It doesn't happen that often. And so it doesn't happen that often. It also shows how strong an alliance can be. It just reminds me of, like – the original like the um like to me the way the amazing race has kind of operated is it hasn't like worked out the kinks of some of its mechanics as well as other shows have like survivor Mm -hmm. um it reminds me of like how in survivor the immunity the hidden immunity idol changes a lot over the first couple seasons it's around until they find the way that makes the most sense and like works the best for television and i think the amazing race is still kind of discovering that because the U-turns have not been, like, super... Uh, they're not, like, in every leg. You know, they're not, like, always there. So, like, so there's only so many sort of situations that can have come up. But I just think that they should be implementing rules, like, you may not U-turn the person who already U-turned someone to just, like, take away the possibility of these kind of, like, 
boring outcomes, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, it's boring for the audience, but like strategic because for the game, you know? For his, I, I'll explain a little bit more. Sorry, Elsa. Um, no, that's the fine. The U-turn originally was a single U-turn, right? Like mm. when it first got introduced, it was just the U-turn. And the reason it became the double U-turn was because whoever got U-turn was like almost always going to go home because there's no one to then compete against. Yeah. And the purpose yeah. of the double U-turn was that oh, now it's going to be two people having to deal with it and who can overcome it better, right? And I think that that makes sense. But the problem is they never prevented it from becoming, from double U-turns being used as single U-turns, which is what happened this episode. Okay, I agree Does that with make that. sense? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I get that point. I just think this was a rare occurrence, one you won't see like that often. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I think more... I don't know. I, I think it just shows like how strong their alliance is. And, you know, we see that later too, that this is a tight group of three. Yeah. I, I was just going to say that I, for me personally, I think I would rather see like a, an alliance stick together than like be forced to hurt each other. Hmm. And I guess that's not true in every situation, but I, like, yeah, I'm just, like, I'm the kind of person who enjoys that, like, a group coming together kind of thing. And so it, I think it would be less entertaining and more, like, painful to watch if it was just, like, they had to hurt the boyfriends or they had to hurt Hung and Chi yeah well but they wouldn't have had to is kind of also my point well but like, like who would have like eshwar and aparna would have had to do it not really oh Madison. oh so you're saying they could have just not done it yeah like yeah. what i'm saying is in the world oh in the I world where about that no i'm saying like in the world where riley and madison are not allowed to u-turn the person already on the board right because so let me walk through this slowly. Um, you know, D'Angelo and Gary come to the U-turn board, right? They say, we're U-turning Eshwar and Aparna. So they put up the big Eshwar and Aparna sticker and the little one that says U-turned by Gary and D'Angelo, right? And yeah. when um, Riley no, and Madison now appear at the board, they know Gary and D'Angelo have already passed that point, right? And so they were allowed to then U-turn Gary and D'Angelo. But what I'm saying is if they were not allowed to do that, then they would have just done nothing because Eshwar and Aparna would have already been U-turned and they would have no. left it to for to have however it happened. I see what you're saying. It just did not occur to my brain that <laughs> they didn't have to U-turn something. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. My like, brain was functioning really, that they had to. This is a really nitpicky thing. Like it's not that big of a deal, but I'm just like, you know, we talk about reality TV for several hours a week. Um, how can we make it better? And I just think this is something that, you know, there is room for improvement, even though it's it was fine. You know, yeah. there's always room for improvement. Exactly. And, you know, that's what we're here to do. Talk about how they can improve. All um, things reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> so once they, uh, after they have passed the U-turn board, uh, they travel to uh, a handicraft place uh, where they will have to basically make a tile and then use that tile, which I don't think they actually use the same tile, but use a version of that tile to then solve a slide puzzle um 
And this looked very difficult for some people. Yeah. It was, it was only difficult for the people who just didn't pay attention. But that's yeah. like such a key part of the Amazing Race. That's that was know, the trick of it. Paying that's attention. why. That's why I think it made it. It was so good. Like it. Mm-hmm. It was so satisfying. I think if if Gary and D'Angelo had gone home after that, it would have been so satisfying. I agree. Because I it, agree 100%. it was like. It was like you should have paid attention, you stupid idiot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know we see D'Angelo really struggle with not paying attention at certain key parts. Mm-hmm. Or Gary, what we mentioned, Gary saw. He said, "I know what yeah, he's, Gary doing knows what he's doing wrong." It and was, what we talked about, is, Gary has been good in these challenges. He's been actually the guy uh, really mm-hmm. putting the team on his back. I thought it was so funny that Gary was just essentially kind of like shit talking D'Angelo the whole time. He's like, <laughs> yeah. He always does this. He never so pays funny. attention. If he focused for one minute, we'd be done yeah. by now. Um, Eshwarna Parna, of course, have to go back and do the other half of the U-turn, um, which for them was the farm half. I don't think there was anything that interesting about them doing the farm task. I feel like they did it pretty quickly. Um, they do not come mm-hmm. in contact with Hung and Chi and Will James. Um, I can conf- like I I was saying this earlier, but I was correct in that Eshwar and Aparna left the fish detour before Will and James and Hung and Chi completed the farm, but they got to the farm to complete their U-turn after Hung and Chi and Will and James had left. Okay. Yeah. So I... they they probably passed each other on the way to and from that task. Yeah, and while they're doing that gardening task, they just rip into D'Angelo and Gary. They mm-hmm. are pissed, saying, and they're like, this is the stupidest move they could have made, which probably wasn't the stupidest move they could have made. Yeah. But it's just the, the heat of the moment speaking. Um, they, I mean, Aparna, when, so, cut to like a little bit later, uh, D'Angelo is still struggling, everyone's still struggling with the the detour at this point, I think. Um. Maybe not. I think Riley and Madison and Will and James figure it out before Aparna gets there. Am I wrong? I think, um, you're, I think I you're right. I think they do. Yeah. Yeah, but it just comes down to Aparna getting, Eshwar and Aparna getting there at the same time as Gary's working on D'Angelo. Yeah. yeah. D'Angelo's yeah. still D'Angelo, working yeah. when they show up and they're like, and Gary's like, we've and, been here for two hours. And, and she she was still working mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and there were so the step that they were missing was yeah. like greasing the mold basically but she yeah. she wasn't as important as what why i believed them out just because we got to see the interaction between the football players and then yeah. the brother and the sister oh, that's something i also want to mention it seems like Gary and D'Angelo don't even know their names. I like, was thinking the, the same thing. Time, they're like, we're we're going to U-turn brother, sister. And they're just like, Thank brother, you. sister's behind us. It's just so funny. I it's- also just think it's such a weird name for their team. Yeah. Like brother, brother sister. sister. Like, because like, like, you've watched Amazing Race now. And well, it didn't really happen that as much this season. We kind of got the blonde bandits. But it's so often that teams have like, shorthand for referring to each other but it's usually like occupation based so like there's like these 
like famous ones like Natalie and Nadia are like the twins, like the twinnies, like that was their name, right? Or yeah. the cowboys or uh, the cheerleaders or the blondes or like whatever it is. Like, I just think brother and sister has, brother sister has to be the most unoriginal, nondescript nickname a team has gotten. I mean, what is okay? Have, like the football players, the Olympians, the the boyfriends. I, yeah, boyfriends I would is say also most bad. of the. I think most of the teams do have one, though. I agree, but I just think brother sister is especially bad. Like it doesn't really what? tell you anything about. Okay, them. but is is the like the racers' nickname for Hung and Chi just Chi Hung? It's Chi. Yeah, they have like a fun name. Chi Hu. <laughs> Jihu. What does that mean? It's, it's just like names. names mashed up. Yeah. Like Chi and then HU from Hung. Chihu. We got the best is like Chi, mm. the Beard Brothers, mm-hmm. and like the Blonde Bandits. That's like the only. I like the Blonde Bandits. I just think like like Amazing Race nicknames are never that good. They're always something very easy to refer to them as. Yeah. You know, the other racers referring to them like the twins is like fine because at least it tells you like the nature of their relationship. I wish that Esher and Aparna were like the coders or like the Berkeleys, like the grads or like whatever it was, the college kids. Like there's so many other things. Like there's a team from Amazing Race 30. It was like the Ivy Leaguers because they were both from Yale. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Want to know what would have been a great team nickname that I feel like we were really cheated out of this season? The Noodlers? The Noodlers! Yes! (laughs) Yes! We forgot all about noodling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I... I think like we were really cheated out of being able to talk about the noodlers for a I whole season. I think they season. called them that. Didn't they call them that in the episode? Like, I think I, well, yeah, so, but, yeah, but but for but then we got to say it like four times. But imagine no, you're right, how but great I'm it would have been if we would have been able to say it. Yeah, but it was actually yeah, in the show, I'm, which surprised me. I'm just saying, I wish we could have talked about it forever. Yeah, Agreed. but Agreed. the back. To, what were you saying? The brother sister. Like, I see the point, but it's like, I don't think they would have called them anything else. Like. Well, no, I mean, I agree. Like, once it's stuck, it's stuck. I just think it's funny that that's, like, what's yeah. stuck. I guess it's, you know, it's the easiest, right? What were the... Even if it had been, like, It doesn't flow, techies. also. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's... Like, the So many of them are, like, the blanks, like, plural. Like, the football players, the boyfriends. Like, for some reason, that flows very well. But saying team brother-sister is, like, so many consonants. It's, like, brother-sister, brother-sister, blah, 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 blah. I think, though, that team brother-sister is perfect for Eshwar and Aparna because that's really all they all are. we knew about them. Just a brother <laughs> yeah, and a that's sister. That's true. They yeah. probably haven't opened up and they're like, yeah, we're techies, which hasn't granted them that name. I think that's exactly the status they need is brother and sister. In our boy. last... In our last um podcast amazing race podcast did we talk about how hot eshwar and aparna are yeah we did yeah and okay i I just wanted to to make sure that that was out in the open you got mad at me because i said the blondes were the hottest yeah we don't agree because because you have basic straight boy opinions yeah you need more from we we expect more from you okay blondes are number one we expect you to the the the, the the Cajun Asians are number two. That was also a really good name, I but I think them. only I miss them so much. I think only they called themselves that. Um. Yeah. So after we they expect complete... more from you, Taj. By <laughs> yeah. the way, just well, I think I'm sticking by it. I'm sticking by my guns, man. They're like <laughs> lower. They're low tier in the Amazing Race. Oh, I definitely disagree with of that. attractiveness. Considering the amount of like parents and like non 
like people that you would not be interested in. If Eshwan Aparna really land that low, oh, actually, that's such a, that's doing Aparna real dirty. about it, they're, they're middle ground. Then. What, yeah, yeah. Ground. Jerry and Frank are ahead of Eshwan Aparna for you? They are noodlers. No, so. that's Nathan and Cody. Oh, yeah. You don't even remember Jerry and Frank. See, because they were still. Even nothing. though I loved them. I loved yeah, them. You were, you were obsessed with them. You were convinced they were going to be like the team. I forgot everyone. Once you leave this show, I'm done with You're you. You're done with I'm, you. Well, I'm dropping you. I you'll get a nice clip at the um, like at the finale when they the finish line. All the like teams will be lined up, like clapping as they run and Whoa. finish the race. Yeah. Wait, spoil it, man. Oh right, because that happens all, every season. They're <laughs> all just like season. on vacation now. Yeah, when they yeah. get eliminated, they do like what Survivor does, where they go to like a Ponderosa, but it's more like how the pre-merge of Survivor happens. So instead of staying, which I guess it's, it is still the same thing, but like you like go on like a trip, like you go somewhere else, like you yeah. just go stay somewhere um, until the show ends. And it's really nice. Apparently. Um, Can't wait to see the blondes again. <laughs> so after they finish the roadblock, the teams have to race by Tuck Tuck to Angkor Tom, which is the pit stop for this leg of the race. Uh, did either of you recognize this temple? No, but I am a big tuk tuk guy. Tuk tuk. I call tuk, well tuk. when I went to I went to Eastern Asia when I was a kid and Oh uh, yeah 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 when you bought Kung Fu Panda on DVD. You remember? Yeah, of course I did. What? And uh I got a picture of me on a we call, we everyone said tuk tuk, so I say tuk tuk and I'm gonna hmm. stick by that. I'm gonna I call it my... AT not at at and I have a picture of me with a tuk tuk. It's Pretty definitely AT AT. I've never heard I thought say I really at, thought you were gonna say that you had a picture of you with Kung Fu Panda. Maybe. Um, I oh shoot, what was I gonna say? That you oh, love I, my my I think my first exposure to oh, okay. Tuk Tuk's was Keith Nail in Survivor Cambodia driving the Tuk Tuk on the beach. Also Cambodia. So that's why I was asking if you recognize the temple. Um, it's not this one, but Angkor Wat, not Angkor Tom, is the temple that they walk through at the very beginning of Survivor Cambodia. Oh, it's like in the intro. Cambodia. 31. 31, the best season of oh, yeah. Survivor. Yeah, I would say, Elsa, if I know you're kind of survivored out right now. No, just go I, watch started I just started watching Survivor again, but I've been watching oh. um, because Elise started mm -hmm. has started watching Survivor. I love I just want to say, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but because Netflix just put a couple seasons, seasons of yeah. Yeah. only two, mm -hmm. um, which two, 28 and 20. Yeah. Yep. Heroes versus villains and Kageon. Mm -hmm. Kageon. I think maybe like four or five people have recently started talking to me about like, mm -hmm. hey, you know a lot about Survivor. I love this show now. And I'm like, yeah. yes, everyone's so on board now. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for it. I mean, I would love to do a podcast with you guys. I mean, we can talk about it, but I would love to do like a, the future of survivor podcast where we just talk about like what, what's coming up, what we're excited for, what we want to see. Um, but I think one of the biggest things is that like this Netflix survivor deal has been huge for survivor. It was top 10 in the U S for like a week or two. Oh really? Um, yeah. On Netflix. Yeah. And so many people have been texting me about it. And so many people I know not only watched like the ones on Netflix, they were like, I need more. And they went and found it on other yeah, sites. Yeah, a lot and of so people I've, are starting like I've been getting people blue. texting me like, which seasons do I watch next? Like, I just had I, someone last night text me that and I recommended China to them. Prime Video is, is where I started watching. They have mm -hmm. like 12 through 27. 
Hulu has oh, yeah, twelve through twenty-eight. You're right, and then Hulu, Hulu has like the other half. They have Hulu like... has one through thirty-four, but one through eleven are missing episodes. Yeah, or like two through eleven are missing episodes for some reason. Yeah, it has to do with music licensing. But yeah, we'll save this for the Survivor Pod. Yeah, we'll get back we'll... to the. Okay, can I just say we started this podcast in a Survivor drought. You, our listeners, don't even know how ham we're gonna go when Survivor's back on air. Like that is the like, one show that we for sure will be covering, and will be out every week, like timely. Like we, I, yeah. we, because we of me, came, I will make yeah. sure it happens. Yeah, the three of us came together over Survivor, really, truly. Like we started watching reality TV together because of Survivor. So we're excited when, for it to come back eventually. Yeah, when it comes back, maybe even before it comes back, you never know. Um. We'll we're going to go ham on Survivor yeah. and we're not going to become a Survivor podcast, no. but we are going to, um, we're going to become huge names in the Survivor community. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, we're already so famous, but listen, we yeah. can become more famous. Yeah. I know we're antagonists in the big brother, uh, community, but oh, in the big brother community. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We're villains in the big brother community, but we're heroes I... in Survivor. Yeah. There is a girl. I Wait, really quick, with... really quick. I'm going to get back into this, but let's wrap up this episode of The Amazing Race because we're literally done and then we can have a little transition. Yeah. We're talking what we're talking about. So uh, the teams come in. Riley and Madison are first. Will and James are second. Hung and Chi are third. And then D'Angelo and Gary take fourth, leaving Eshwar and Aparna to be the last team to arrive. And they the, are eliminated oh, from the race. The way that they edited this broke my heart, honestly. Because yeah, I didn't really care that much. I, they, they were barely I in the did. show, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I, I don't like the I didn't like the footballers. That's true, but I I don't know. I just didn't care that much about them because they weren't developed that much as like characters for us to care about. I think it was the I think they could have even gone earlier. Like it was good. To, I don't know. I was happy to see them go because I was like they were like the dead weight team for me. Mm -hmm. Like once they left, I was fine with every single team winning. Like I don't care who won. I would be happy with like any team that wins. I definitely have my preferred favorites, but I'm happy if any team who wins. And I was I was happy to see him go. You know, I'd rather have Leo and Alana be yeah, in me fifth too. I miss them. Leo and Alana. So Elsa, I cut you off. You were talking about something. What what did you want to say about Survivor? Oh, that. Well, no, I have something to say about Big Brother. Oh, say it. Oh, okay. Um. I work with this girl and she's been away at college and she just came back. Mm -hmm. And so I was working with her today and she just casually, like we bonded over reality TV and she just can't, she left right as um, big brother was starting. Mm -hmm. And she just casually said to me like, so um, what did you think of big brother? And I was like, Ugh, I hated it. And she was like, yes, wasn't it so terrible? <laughs> so I just want you guys to know, it's, just, it's not just us <laughs> who hates Big Brother. Tell her I to don't watch hate the Big Get Brother. Real Podcast. I hate modern Big Brother. She was one of the first people that I told that we were starting this Ooh. podcast. And is I don't know if she... I have no idea. If, you're, if this is you and you know we're talking about you... Write in. And we'll read it out loud. Can I on the say podcast. her name? Say her first name. I don't want to doctor. Ava. Name. Ava. If yeah. if you're listening to this, um, DM me on Twitter and I'll pick up one of your shifts. Yeah, call me Ava. Okay, should we uh don't don't hit on her. I'm not. 
I'm saying thank you. I want to say thank you for being a lifetime listener. Jeez. Lifetime oh listener God. of what our podcast that's been going on for four months. I it's a per if you are an original five listener, I will personally call you and say thank you for your your pioneering support. Definitely. I think that's like Elise and Alyssa and my mom and Garrett's mom. My okay. mom does not listen. She listened to like two episodes of The Bachelor. What? I thought your mom listened again. to our podcast. Um, also, my mom sometimes. was probably not a top five listener. It took her a while to start listening to our podcast. So episode 11 is really interesting. They're introducing a new type of leg uh, for this leg called a city sprint, um, which basically means the entire leg will be happening within the city uh, and there's no detours or roadblocks. It's just tasks that they have to do. Um, and ultimately they'll, you know, come back to where they met Phil at the beginning of the rate of the leg. So Phil like, like greets them. Uh, oh, I forgot to say they're in Manila, the Philippines. They flew there. They meet Phil Manila. Uh, and Phil's like, we're doing a city sprint. And so basically the racers have to race through the city and complete the tasks, but there's no like really traveling to it. So it really is like a sprint. Um, and I got to say, I really liked this concept. I thought this was really fun. Yeah, me too. I I liked this. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was fun and a cool idea. But then like it made me think at like the mega leg where it was like that huge leg in one mm -hmm. location. And although they were traveling, it was the big criticism that we all shared is it took place in one primary location and it, it wasn't like spread out. But, but that was a, for me the difference is like this was like super concentrated like this was yeah. like a very small area. That's what I was, yeah like I liked that and like mm -hmm. I was just comparing it to the mega like how we kind of have that big thing in one location. Yeah, and that's something that the mega leg should be changed to. Well, later here's what on. I'll here's but, what I'll say about that as well. The mega leg was two episodes of yeah. all being in the same spot. This was one mm. episode, so I feel like we didn't get tired of it. Yeah, that's yeah. fair because we got like double double everything mm -hmm. in the mega leg. But I liked this. I'd like to see it again. I a hundred percent agree. I would like to see this. Honestly, I would like to see this like two times a season where they just kind of like randomly are like it's a city sprint today, and they're like, oh no, really buck up. Like it felt like this was a a leg where okay, up until the final task, it felt like a leg where many like many mistakes, as in like small mistakes could be the end of you on the race like every little bit counted at this in this leg because it was so quick yeah and i think we saw that, some people getting that's a, like a really interesting element to add to the game this late though like i think that's adding another layer of like intrigue and it's harder to gauge like who's ahead I think it works better for these like late stage stuff though, because the tiny mistakes in a group of four mean a lot more than the tiny mistakes in a group of nine or no. something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so the yeah. first the first clue they have is they have to basically find a a traffic warden who's in the middle of a big intersection that's very busy, and they have to just like drive by and grab the clue as they drive by. Um, I thought this was really funny, really fun too. Yeah, and this is like, I think one of the primary, I think this is the primary example of the little mistakes because mm -hmm. we saw with Will and James that they missed the grab and hung or and they chi. weren't able, and hung and chi, that they weren't able to grab it. And 
I think Phil said that like I like the the traffic world's nations said mm-hmm. that like this is the busiest intersection or has the worst traffic. So just like missing that, you're already put back like probably 20, 20 or so minutes or even more. Yeah, because they basically had to loop all the way back around and drive through the same intersection again on the right side of the street so that they could pass by this traffic guy and get the clue from him. It did not seem easy. Like, although three of the or two of the teams got it on their first pass, it didn't seem easy. Like, it, it felt like this could have, in another world, this takes each team like two to three passes to like line up the drive correctly. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this, I think we were, it was a unique circumstance that two of the teams got it their first try. Um, as soon as they get the, the clue to go, from the from the traffic guy, they go to the Mall of Asia to receive their next clue, uh, and this is wait, which what was the, the thing that they had to do here? This is the one with the the. You're the running lions. heels. Oh, was it the heels or the lions? No, this was the running in heels. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, heels first, and then the lions. Philippines. I thought you didn't watch this, Elsa. I didn't, but I'm reading a recap. <laughs> no. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's, um, it's like you're really there. It's like I'm really there. <laughs> I just want to say, I didn't, as Taj has said and exposed me like this, I did not watch this episode. I think, and this is just me, and I think a lot of people disagree with me on this, but I'm just going to say it, hot take, it is not that hard to run in heels. I think I could do it. Yeah, I think I could do it too. I'm I mean, built I have different. Done it, so. I think as the second that you map, it like it takes a second to find your center of gravity when you're wearing heels, especially, um, like high heels. Mm-hmm. The second you do it, it is not hard to run in heels. Yeah, I I liked this little task because it was one of the ones where it's just like, do this task and then go on to the next one. It wasn't like they're gonna spend a long time having to. This was like a blink and you miss it, it moment because I'm I did miss most of this. Like, I walked away from my TV for like I felt like two minutes, came back and people were like running in high heels. Like it was it was almost over. I was like, whoa, what happened? I had to like go back and and like figure out what was going on. Um, yeah, and you didn't miss much. I think no, it was I just just something fun. Just run back and forth in heels, and it's just what really came from is the banter. From and also because apparently Philippines is the shoe capital, or no, the sorry, Manila is the shoe capital of the Philippines, is what I was trying to say. Okay, um, yeah. According to the show, I don't know if that's true, but uh, that was what the whole task was about. I don't know why, and I, I don't think Taj will get this joke, but I was just expecting RuPaul's like maniacal laugh that like intros and outros every clip of Drag Race to like up to appear, and then like RuPaul would like walk out. Elsa, do you know what I'm talking about? No. You don't know. You've seen Drag Race how many times? Or how many seasons? I was not listening. Why aren't you? What are you, what could you possibly be doing when we're on a podcast <laughs> that doesn't include I, listening? I don't understand. Garrett, I just sometimes have a really hard time listening to sentences. So you zoned out. Um, I was pulling a thread out of my sock. Okay. Oh my god. What I said was during the high heel segment, I was expecting the maniacal RuPaul laugh that like intros and outros every scene in Drag Race to like, play. <laughs> yeah, that that laugh. 
And then RuPaul like walk out and be like, okay, racers, start your <laughs> engines and may the best woman win. And then they like drop the flag and then they run in the high heels. Like it just felt like a drag race like mini game. I mean, I, I, I know what I can, I understand the reference in which you were talking, but I didn't watch this. So I, I don't know if I can relate to That's okay. having that experience. Um, there was a show over like in May that was called RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race. And it was the weirdest thing ever because none of them what? were really celebrities. So it was basically like they brought back, like they brought queens from the show to give makeovers to celebrities and make them into drag queens. Um, but none of the celebrities were like that big of people. Like I think the biggest name was probably like Madison Beer or um oh oh i feel like i heard about this yeah i've Um, seen her do that and like one of the things was like making people you know making straight men like run in heels it just felt like a scene right out of that show that makes sense yeah like it just seems a little like gimmicky you mean um yeah like you know how there's like the mini challenges in drag race that are like they don't really mean anything but they do anyways because they're funny that's what this felt like to me like it, it didn't really impact the race at all it was just funny. Like, no one struggled with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So once they get the uh, clue from the high heel task, they run to the Binondo Arch of Goodwill, and they have to search for dancing lions and find the one with the clue in its mouth. Um, I did Rawr. not care much about this. No, I didn't either. But I think it's just important of how all the racers completed it like in the fastest time or whatever because i'm pretty sure gary and d'angelo were the first group to be done or no maybe it was riley and i think it was riley and madison were first either way uh hung and chi no gary and d'angelo were first they were this the recap that, that i'm reading says that they had a hard time finding one, but then they took first. Okay, well, yeah, they do find the clue first. Either way, Hung and Chi really, get really, really <laughs> delayed by this. I thought this was so funny when Hung like goes to those like you know Filipino citizens and yeah. it's like lion, lion, and like gets on the ground and starts like pantomiming being a lion and is like, like you know where the lion is? It's like it's like nothing you're doing is going to help them figure it out. Yeah. I think it was like, wasn't it like guards or like police officers? It was too? police officers. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> so ridiculous. But then they pointed, they're like, eh, over there. Yeah. I thought that was funny though. That was good. Yeah. Um, so once they uh, get that clue, see this, that's what I mean about this, this episode. It's just like, go, 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 go. Yeah. And I think this episode, only one part, to me, it's just build up to the finale, the peace de la resistance, yeah, which is something that we've been alluding to. What, well, yeah, I was gonna say, I, I warned you guys about this at the beginning of the season, and I, I love this challenge. If you want to break it down, well, we still have one yeah. more task before we get to the final one. We do, I yeah, we do. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Uh, they have to feed horses, yeah, they have to get oh, hay yeah. and feed horses. Hey. Uh, so they go to the post office. Then that's where they get the clue. They have to go choose a horse and then search the post office grounds for like the horse feed. Um, but it's just like a park 
it looks like. And they're like running around trying to find the things. Um, wait, are they still wearing heels? No, I'm misreading something. Sorry. No, they have to like mix it around and then yeah. feed it to the horse. Um, yeah. this I, was that also would be boring. so funny if they, instead of having that weird little running bit, if they mm-hmm. just had to wear heels the whole time. Yeah, yeah. that's why I agree. Like, that's what it should have been. Just like it, run through the city in heels the entire time. That would That'd be, be hilarious. Good. Will and James would have won though. Just saying. Yeah, James James said the uh, the high heels were kitten shoes. He said mm-hmm. he's like he has a heel five inches or something. Yeah, little kitten. Something Do you know what like a kitten that. heel is, Taj? Yeah, like when your cats want to look taller, you give them little shoesies. <laughs> That's not right, but that should be correct. Shoesies. That's what I'm sticking with. Kitten heels are just like little tiny heels. Uh, something that Discord admins say to their little kittens. Gross. Time for your kitten shoes, kitten. Gross. Ew. That's really gross. Please never, ever do that ever again. Yeah, that's I didn't new, like that. That's a new character I'm adding to the book. No. Maybe. What book? Book of characters. Yeah, we Tasha's got... book of characters. Taji Funky Fresh is in there. <laughs> Hickey machine. I already forgot about Taji Funky Fresh. Previously mentioned in the past hour or so. What about Hickey, Hickey machine? machine? Hickey, Hickey, Ma- Hickey machine isn't even a character, man. That's just me. That's just a state of being. <laughs> that's ground level. <laughs> that's that's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Um. So we get to the last task. Now, okay. Now I'm realizing it. This episode really was just like task, 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 task very little to talk about like there wasn't much going on you know what i mean it yeah, felt very it, rushed it was like we're going through this so fast it was like events but not like moments yeah i don't know i just i think the reason i wouldn't like this to be the whole sh- like i could i could definitely see someone be like this should be the entire show and like how the amazing race works but i felt like we missed a lot of like character moments in this episode it could you know be this was combined with the mega leg where like the first half was like this and then the second half was like traveling oh more yeah outside the area i like that if or they like, travel to like some islands outside manila or like maybe the what nature, if, or I don't okay know. idea it's the same the mega leg is um it's the same number of roadblocks and detours as a regular episode but to get to each they have little challenges like this yeah like more like route info stuff yeah 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 i could see they that have to do thing. little mini mm-hmm. mini guys to to get their route info yeah i mean either way this is the first time they did it so like i said there's always yeah. room for improvement mm-hmm. and uh i think it was a it. solid start it just needs a little bit of tweaking maybe yeah. Yeah. Um, um, amazing race. If you're listening to this, call us. We have a lot of ideas. Yeah, we'd love yeah. to work for you. You can be your yeah. producers. Um, when they get to the last task, they're at this like garden, right? And there's this big music show going on. Uh, and so the the musicians are playing four songs that they've heard during the race. And this is something that we talked about in the very first episode. I said, "Hey, I'm warning you. There's a good chance there will be a puzzle." Uh, at the end of the season that incorporates like stuff you've seen or in this case heard on the race so far 
Um, I did not clock this. Did you guys clock this at all before? I I was because we talked about that at the beginning, and I stayed very conscious of the fact that that is a mechanic of this game. Mm-hmm. But because when we talked about it initially, it was always explained like hats or like moves that people do. I never was paying attention to the music, except for the last stop where he was playing the drum and and like singing like welcome to the amazing race oh yeah that's that is when, like a good for- when the when the bandits mm-hmm. the blonde bandits got eliminated and they were like <laughs> i just thought that that was so funny when they showed that that's that's a good i didn't even think of that that's a really good for show because i remember when we talked about this Garrett, you had the theory that it was gonna be the sports. the guy. The, oh, I thought. Oh, oh yeah, you sports. sports. You did say sports. And I then, said, like the sport of the country. Yeah, and then there was also like we thought about like maybe the person who, the oh wait, you mm-hmm. said that was that has happened before. The person that's with <laughs> Phil or whatever. His yeah. Name is. Yeah. But so, oh, I thought this. I like this a lot. I, I didn't even realize this, and I thought this was great. I think that's one of the things about these puzzles that make them such entertaining television is sort of like how Elsa said, even if I give you the list of all the ones they've done before, you will still struggle to pick up what the new one is. Does that yeah. make sense? Like yeah. I told you like hats and I told you about like the hello goodbye maybe. Um, and those would then be things that you would notice because it's happened before, but they always do something different and new. And I've, never not been like there's been very few times where i'm watching the season because first of all they don't do this kind of puzzle every season they just maybe do like half the time so it kind of keeps it a little more ambiguous yeah um but i I almost never have picked up on it when it's happened before like the only one that i figured out was the hello because they subtitled hello every single time you got to the mat so that became kind of noticeable after a couple episodes oh yeah Uh, but in general, they do a good job of hiding it. And I felt like that with this one. Like I had n- I would never have remembered to think about the songs. Like I might have been able to figure this out by watching the episodes, but I wouldn't have guessed this from watching the season. I did not clock it one bit. Yeah. So they play four songs for them in this order. They play a song from France, a song from Colombia, a song from Paraguay, and a song from Trinidad and Tobago. And that's legs five, two, four, and one. Um and the teams are a task with basically finding instrument cases that have the national flag representing the countries that they've heard the song in. And they have to present the instrument cases to the judge in the correct order to get their next clue. The issue is that they don't seem to be told or aware of the fact, oh no, they are told, but they all of them didn't read their clue, of course, uh, that they have to present the cases in the order that they did on the race, not the order that they're being played by the band. And that it seems like that screwed them up for a really long time. Yeah. Yes. They were all doing this for, it seemed like hours. Yeah. It probably was like three hours until they finally got it. In this recap article, this is so funny. It says frustrations rise, forcing all of the teams who aren't former NFL players to work together. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens. It comes to the point where they realize we're not going to be able to do this by ourselves. And that three of the 
Will, uh, Will and James, the Beard Bros, and Hung and Chi realize we're our final three. We like each other the most. Let's just team up. Mm-hmm. And they get the job done doing that. Okay, but let's... I want I don't think that that's exactly what happened. I think there's more nuance to this. Okay. Um, I think you're like you. We're on the right track here, but I think it's interesting how, um, like at first they're working together and they kind of are trying to hide it from Gary and D'Angelo, which I thought was interesting because it shouldn't really matter at this point, right? But they're kind of like secretly doing it, and then at a certain point they just start like openly working together. And what they do is they go through and they found all the like permutations of the countries they've been to and they as a group are trying all the combinations so that eventually whoever gets it could then tell the team right but what happens is will and james read their clue first and notice that they have to do it in the uh, race order they don't tell anyone and i think that will and james would have been smart enough to go test the cases get the answer before telling the other people and leaving but what happens is at the exact same time, Hung and Chi read their clue and Hung being Hung, as we've seen throughout this race, just immediately spills the beans to yeah. uh, Gary, not Gary and D'Angelo, to Riley and Madison and then also to Will and James, even though they already knew. I think that if Will and James had gotten the clue, had figured it out and Hung and Chi hadn't, I don't think Will and James gives the answer outright to the other two teams. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think they do either. I think they just say, you need to do it in race order. Or they even might just say, read your clue. Because it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they've shown, like, I think they've said, and maybe in this episode, that, like, they don't, like, they're the ones who feel like they're, like, leaning away from the alliance, like, the most mm-hmm. or whatever. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And I, this is not, I just did not like this. I, uh, this really soured me. A little bit um because i didn't like how it felt like gary and d'angelo's race was taken away for the f- sole fact that they weren't in an alliance with the other three people and yes that's how like survivor and big brother works like if you're not in an alliance you're gonna get voted out but this is an amazing race i think everyone should have to complete the tasks on their own to a certain extent and so i find it frustrating that like the other three teams kind of like shared answers and then zoomed ahead of them i agree with that because i I've been on record saying how much I like Gary and D'Angelo, but also like non-biasedly speaking, this was such a big task. Mm-hmm. Like we saw them work together in the, I think in Berlin on the sauerkraut uh, yeah. one, yeah. but that was just like one task. It was, it wasn't like the final product. It was just something yeah. to get along. And I mean, we did see that not getting the answer right away really screwed people over like with the blondes. Mm-hmm took them forever but this being like you're going into the finals the stakes are so high and gary and d'angelo just get like completely excluded just kicked out of that yeah and they're just like screwed it's screwed it, uh, it's yeah yeah i, I kind of like was it. like thinking about like the logistics of it and it's like not only are you like i don't want to say cheating because it's not against the rules but it's basically cheating like it, it's, it's it resembles like cheating in school um, to get everyone ahead, but you're robbing people of money. And that like, for me, changes the whole dynamic. It kind of reminds me of like, if people were cheating to like, let's say like in order to get into a certain college, you had to get a, 
a 35 on the SAT or not the ACT, 35 on the ACT, which is like super high, right? Um, and like, there's only three spots. I don't even, this doesn't even make sense. But it'd be like if three teams like work together to get everyone's test scores to be super high. Well, the other team has to do it by themselves. Yeah, yeah. I like it feels like this was like the exam and then three teams like cheated and one team did it the normal way, sort of. Um, and they got screwed because of that. I don't know. I just felt, it felt icky to me. Yeah. I felt like Gary and D'Angelo should have made more of an effort to like butt in and like, yeah, I would have just been like answer. with them. That's what they should have done. When, yeah. when, when they saw them working together, what I would have done was never leave their side. Like if there is a group of them, stay with them so you can hear the answer when it happens yeah and it's scummy but that's the situation you put in because they're, being, they're scummy. being scummy yeah, to you exactly. exactly yeah so it's like you're gonna exclude me well i'm sticking with you um gary and d'angelo struggle so much of this that they actually have to take the two-hour penalty um which was interesting that it was only two hours but i guess it may have been like shortened because they were already out i don't know yeah well it's Riley usually a four-hour yeah. penalty to skip a task. Maybe because they were kind of I didn't even like know that you could screwed. do that. Yeah, yeah this is, did I. Actually, this is the... Now that I think about it, I think this is the one of the only seasons I've ever seen that did not have a penalty. Was there a penalty this season? No. So, like, that happened... Like, that used to... I feel like it used to happen way more often where, like, the clue would be, like, travel on foot to the pit stop and someone would take a taxi and they get a 30-minute penalty. Like, that used to happen all the time. It didn't happen at all this season. So, yeah. Weird. Everyone played pretty clean besides um, the, the most like play. iconic, like you guys will love this. The most like iconic penalty story from the amazing race is in the amazing race seven. It's like leg two or three, I want to say. And they're in maybe Argentina or somewhere in South America and Boston, Rob and Amber are on this season. And there's a task where they have to like, it's a roadblock and one person has to eat four pounds of meat um, oh but it's like, God. it's like, ew, it's like cheek and tongue. And it's a lot of meat. It's a lot of food. Right. And Rob, of course, uh, picked the roadblock before he really figured out what it was. And I don't know if you know this about Rob from survivor, but he's notoriously picky um, on survivor. He talks mm-hmm. about like wanting the crispy rice. And so Rob does not want to do the eating challenge, but he also doesn't want to go home. So what does Rob do? He takes the four hour penalty and then convinces other teams to take the four hour penalty after he's already taken it so that no matter what they will end the task after robin amber oh my god and they Five do that heads. only rob could do that and they get like three teams to do it at least it's crazy Five it's such heads. a good it's such how a good how did he episode. do it how did he, he do that he literally is basically says that um he makes the task out to seem extremely hard. Like he tells the teams like, oh my gosh, guys, this is so hard. Like they're, everyone who's doing it is really struggling. It might take them hours, even longer than four hours to eat all this food, but we already took the penalty. So you guys should just take the penalty and get some, and if you get someone else to take it, then they will be after you no matter what. So he basically sets up this like chain where people are constantly trying to get someone else to take the penalty. Um, and it gives them enough of a lead to stay in the race. It's very smart. It's, That's- it's one of the best moments. Goat. That's like goat status, honestly. That's like the opposite of when people pay for each other's food in line. <laughs> in a later episode, I want to say it's like only an episode or two, um, Rob bribes a bus driver to only open up the front door so that all the teams who sat at the back of the bus have to wait for everyone to unload from the bus. Um, but they can't exit from like the back door. 
That is so good. Yeah, That's... Rob's good. He knows how to work the race in, in a weird way. Um, so smart. Yeah, so Gary and D'Angelo take the two-hour two-hour penalty and, of course, end up coming in last for this city sprint. Um, and D'Angelo has some pretty choice words for when he yeah. arrives. He's not happy. He was pissed, and he was like, didn't have fun at the race at all. Which he I think would, is bull. He never would come back to the race. And also I think bull. everything he said was just in emotion, how... And honestly, he had the right to be that pissed off because we know they're competitive. Mm-hmm. Football players are probably the most competitive yeah. sports. Football is probably the most competitive sport, and all the players are probably the most competitive. But the fact that your race got pulled from you just because other people kind of took you out, they worked together and just took you out, mm-hmm. you know, I would be pissed off. And I think he had, the, he had the right to be that mad. It's uh, definitely frustrating, but it seemed like this was the end of their story. Like, it, it wouldn't have felt right to me at, at this point if they had made it through this episode. Yeah. Because it's been so many episodes of, like, these three being, like, we got to get D'Angelo and Gary out. And I mean, honestly, maybe that's an issue I have with this season in general, is I feel like everything has been telegraphed to us from the beginning. Like, we've it, there hasn't been that much surprises. I, yeah, I agree with that. I think there's been some surprises on who's gone home, who's not in the alliance. Early on, like seeing uh, the Cajun Asians going home. And yeah, that was the Alana. biggest shock I think of the season was when Michelle and Victoria went home because they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't do the map. Yeah, or even Leo and Alana. Like we knew they were put back a lot, but I was still surprised to see him go. Yeah, definitely. Um. So I think that's all we have about these two episodes of The Amazing Race. Um, the next episode is the finale. Uh, wow! The, the final leg is in New Orleans. So the final leg is always in uh, the U.S. So this season it's in New Orleans. I think that'll be an interesting leg to watch. Imagine if they, the, the Cajun Asians were there. That'd be home turf True. advantage. They would have home turf advantage. Well, before we close up, just want to say, who do you guys think is going to win? I, I think the volleyballers are going to win. I also think the volleyballers are going to win, unfortunately. I think that too, but I feel like Will and Jane, like I've been trying to like see it through like the editing, you know? Yeah, Will and James has more to their story than anyone else left, I think. Exactly. I, I think it would be a very satisfying ending if Will and James won, but I think that the volleyballers are going to win. Yeah. Either way, I'm happy. I who- don't think that Hung and Chi are going to win. But we also got some Hung and Chi. They said they want to set a good example for their daughters. Like, I feel like we're getting more on them. I it's I have no clue. It's hard no to say clue. for sure. It's anyone's game at this point. I'm excited to see where everything ends up. Yeah. Um, but I will say that we predicted Hung and Chi and Riley and Madison and Will and James, I feel like, being in the final episodes all the way to the beginning of the season yeah um so i think that's all we got for the amazing race uh if you like what you heard we have some other great podcast coverage happening right now of course we are finishing up the bachelorette season 16 uh we're in the tasha half of the season now um but one thing i really want to direct you to is our coverage of the challenge which just so started good. and the show is so fun so good really good uh, 
I really recommend checking that show out and checking out our podcast about it. Uh, if you, you missed the first episode, for, you can watch it for free on MTV.com. There you go. If you missed the first episode, you can watch it for free on MTV.com at least until the next one airs, uh, which will be on Wednesday, uh, December 16th. Uh, but that's a really fun show. If you don't want to watch the first episode, that's okay. I'm sure you can jump in at the second episode and it won't be too jarring at all. Um, and just listen to the first episode of the podcast. You'll be all caught up and ready to go. Yeah, um, there's going to be a lot of stuff pumped out this week. We're going to finish off The Amazing Race. We're going to have that challenge episode two. And then a double feature Bachelorette episode coming out later this week. Yeah. Look at us go. Beast if mode. If you are so inclined, feel free to go to Apple, Music, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Uh, no new ratings. Uh, we are at Tragic. seven ratings total, um, which is fun. But I think that's all we've got for you today. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Get Real Podcast. Uh, for now, we'll let you go, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. 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 You said bye. such a short bye. 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 That was a good harmony. And we're going to do Big Brother 22 coming out very soon. <laughs> Oh, thank you. No, because I was singing and not paying attention, and I was scared. Taj joined and started singing with me, and it freaked me out. Okay, well, oh my the God, clip I is have playing, blood dripping down my happened. face. Uh, what? You have I just like, looked. What? I just. Oh my God! I'm sending you a picture right now. You have blood dripping down your face, and you didn't notice. Yeah, I'm. I'm sending you. I just looked at myself in because I have a mirror right across from where I sit, and I just uh-huh. looked at myself in the mirror. Oh, now I can feel it, and there's blood okay. dripping down my face. And what did it look? Why? What? How did this happen? Maybe it's your you time of the it's month. Like, Were you picking at your face? Oh, I was picking at. Well, like a I'll few minutes right ago, on. I was picking at my face. Oh my gosh! Like fully, it's right in the middle of your. It's like fully <laughs> going down my nose.